Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Hey, everybody. It's Jared. Welcome to another episode of All Things Crime. I'm excited today. We have a return guest, and we always love all of our guests, but tell you what, sometimes our previous guests just outdo themselves. And our guest today is Lindsay Wade, retired detective from Tacoma PD, and she has written a book. And I'll tell you, this um, this book is fantastic. Hope uh, you can all see it here. It's called In My DNA, and... Lindsay has been courteous enough to come on and talk to us about this book. And I, you know, when we talked earlier, and and we did a few episodes uh, before, we talked about some of your cases that you had worked on, Lindsay. But uh, I, I think, you know, obviously we didn't have time to really delve into a ton of them, only a couple that uh, that inspired you to become a detective, as well as how you got Ted Bundy's DNA into CODIS, which was a fantastic story. That was that was so awesome. And so if you haven't heard that, <laughs> definitely go back to the old episodes, look up uh, Lindsay Wade, and make sure to watch those episodes. And please subscribe and hit the bell so you never miss an episode. But without further ado, I want to bring in Detective Lindsay Wade, and now author Lindsay Wade. So, hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Uh, always striving for excellence. So can't have too many of uh, folks like you on. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> well, we were talking a little bit off air, but so what inspired you to write a book? Well, you know, I think for many years, I kind of in the back of my mind had this idea like, oh, one day I should write a book about all these crazy cases, never really believing that I would actually do it. And then when I retired in 2018, I think I had enough separation from working the cases to where I actually felt like I could probably actually do it and accomplish it. And so that was 2018, you know, so we're talking about a five-year period, really, is how long it took for me to get this book out. And it has been quite a journey, (laughs) to say the least, of a lot of learning and learning a completely new industry because you know, the literary world is something completely, it's a different beast. It's a different animal. And it's not like anything that I had experienced before. So I really had to do a lot of learning on the fly, a whole lot of Googling and online research, just trying to figure out what does this process actually look like? And, you know, how as an unknown author, who's not a celebrity, who doesn't have a million Twitter followers, and, you know, this a, a huge online platform, how do you write a book? And how do you actually get someone to take notice? And so that's kind of what my journey has been. You know, when I first sat down and decided I wanted to write the book, I made a list of cases. And I literally sat down at my desk and said, Okay, what are the, you know, the top cases that I worked on over my career that really stand out to me that really made an impact on me and made a lasting impact on my life. And when I got done writing the list, those were the cases that I decided I was going to write about. And that's really what I did. I, I spent several months coming up with a first draft 
of the book. And really the book was to start with, it, it had a different title. It had a completely different format. Everything was different than what you see today. And thankfully, I got a lot of help along the way. And one of the, the things that I did early on was hire a book coach. And I would say that her help was invaluable because she's a, an author. She's been published multiple times. And she was able to help me draw out information from the stories that honestly was lacking. I mean, I, I have been trained as a law enforcement officer to write police reports. And in law enforcement, you don't add your opinion. You don't add a lot of extra fluff, so to speak. You don't talk about how it made you feel. These are all things that are very foreign. And especially for me, when I was writing about cases that really occurred, I really was cognizant to the fact that I wanted to stick to the facts of the case. You know, I don't want to fluff these cases up. I don't want to add extra information. It has to be reality of what actually occurred. And so it was challenging for her to pull those little things out of me. You know, I would send her a draft and she'd say, okay, I need more here. I need more from you here. What, what did you actually, you know, how did this actually make you feel? What did it smell like? You know, I mean, all of those, you know, kinds of things where I had to kind of go back and, and, and think uh, how, I don't know. How did that make me feel? What is my perspective? Because, you know, anybody can write, you know, read about a story in the newspaper or read a police report. But, you know, the I think the thing that makes reading true crime is when you get those intricate details. And and especially in this book, I hope that what people get from it is my perspective, you know, how how I view these cases, how they affected not only my life, but, you know, they affected a lot of people in, in various ways. And so trying to capture some of that information in the book is, was the hope. So once my book coach got done helping me polish it up, then it was on to the next steps of trying to find an agent. And in the publishing world, you can't just submit your manuscript to a publisher and hope that they're going to read it. Number one, they won't read it. It'll be right on their website. It'll say, we do not accept unsolicited manuscripts. So the first challenge was, okay, I need to find an agent, which in and of itself was a task because for the same reasons, you know, as an unknown person, how do you get your foot in the door uh, in that world? And how do you make someone take notice of you? And so I, you know, worked really hard to write a nice query letter and, you know, to do some market analysis, you know, where would my book land on the bookshelf? next to some next to another book like what books would be sitting next to my book if it was on the bookshelf at Barnes and Noble doing that kind of a comparison and then providing enough in the query letter to get somebody interested in actually requesting the full manuscript so that was again many months of sending out query emails to agents all over the place doing my research trying to find agents that were interested in true crime and most people never responded uh, i don't remember how many a query emails I sent out in total, but I would easily a couple dozen. And most of them never even responded to me. A few would respond back and, you know, say thanks, but no thanks. And it was finally, uh, I guess, luck would have it. I was doing some online research, found this agent that I thought, you know, there's just something about even her website, something about her that I, I feel like we'd be a good fit. And so I sent her a query and she responded pretty quickly. And we 
just hit it off. She read my manuscript. She liked it. She believed in the project. And so once I signed with her, then it was all rewriting again, uh, you know, <laughs> basically going back to the drawing board. Yeah, this is great, but we need to we need to do some different things here and we need to pull more out of it and we need a common thread throughout the, the story. And so, you know, many more months of rewrites and edits uh, to get it to a place where we were finally comfortable pitching it to publishers. And this is pre-COVID when we first started pitching to publishers and, and she started with the big five publishers and most people weren't interested. It was, it was again, you know, how many followers do you have? What kind of platform do you have on social media? Are you a celebrity? Basically, how are you going to sell your own book? Really, when it came down to it was the question. And so yeah, I was a little discouraged with that information, but I, I didn't really care about getting published by a big name publisher. I just wanted the book published uh -huh. and I didn't want to self-publish it for a variety of reasons. And so we ultimately decided that my publisher would be my agent. She actually has her own imprint and her own publishing company. And so we just decided that was going to be the best course of action because I could maintain a lot of creative control over the process. Of course, you know, my royalties would be better. And, you know, I felt great about working with a publisher that truly believed in my project and supported me 100%. And that was really, really important to me. And so that's kind of where we finally ended up. And we decided on a launch date after, you know, everything was completed and and it's coming up now. Today is the 8th of May and the launch date is on the 30th of this month. So yeah, very long process, but I'm excited to finally almost be at the finish line. <laughs> well, boy, I tell you what, I, I have so many questions based on that, <laughs> what you just said. But first, first of all, what, what did it feel like when you opened up the package and saw, you know, this book come out? It was kind of surreal. After all these years, having this kind of dream in my head and uh, talking about it and thinking about it and writing about it and working on it to actually have a tangible book in my hand, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, an amazing feeling. It was kind of like, wow, I can't believe this is, this is actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I kind of felt that same way, you know, based on how many times I had to to uh, hope you to, to actually get my copy of it. I mean, Cheryl McCollum yeah. had her copy like a month before I got mine. What's what's uh, up with that? I, I thought know. we were friends. <laughs> no, Cheryl's um, Cheryl's fantastic, and uh, especially when I heard the episode uh, with, with you on her show. She's the name of it just uh, went right Zone out. Seven. Yes, which is a great podcast. If any of you. Have, out there are looking for another good podcast. Cheryl McCollum's podcast is amazing. I mean, it much different flavor than than ours, but um, mm -hmm. I, I really wish Cheryl would let her personality come out a little more because the times that she's been on my show, I mean, it's it's been difficult for me to even keep things. <laughs> I mean, she is such a, a fun, just amazing woman. Yeah. And then, but I'll tell you what, you know, and, and I have to tell you this, Lindsay, you're, you're kind of the same way. And Cloyd Steiger, you know, all of you guys that, that I know that are law enforcement or, or uh, retired, 
law enforcement. You guys are just a lot of, especially Cloyd, holy crap. I mean, that guy can joke with the best of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the minute I ask him a serious, you know, detective type questions, I mean, it just. Yeah. The switch is flipped and man, it's like, and, and I know all of you guys kind of have to do that because, you know, you, you can be in the middle of a birthday party and then you get a call and next thing you know, you're, you know, at a homicide. And so, right. you know, there's a lot of different things that you have to compartmentalize it and, and flip and, you know, switch. And, and, and I, I imagine that probably helped you with writing this book, because like you said, it's a new, it's a new industry, but at the same time, I would think be, with your training of being able to, you know, adapt to a new circumstance at, at the spur of a moment, do you feel that that helped you? Uh, I don't know if I would say it was my law enforcement training or just my my personality in general. I'm a very detail-oriented person, but I'm also a very goal-oriented person. So I, if I decide I want to do something, it's like nothing's going to get in my way. That's kind of my mentality. And so, you know, with the book, it was like, yeah, nobody's returning my query letters and, you know, no one's interested and, oh, none of these publishers are interested, but I don't really care. I mean, I, I am going to get it published at some point. It's just a matter of when. And so, and that's, well, but you, that, know, kind of, you know, Lindsay, that, that exact same mentality has to, has to go the way, I, I mean, every detective has to have that mentality because yeah, guys, I don't know how you would describe solving a case, but to me, it's like you're trying to solve a thousand piece puzzle and you don't know what the picture looks like and you know nothing everything you're just looking at the back of the of the puzzle pieces right. it's like you have no idea what you're looking at and yet you you have to apply that dogged determination in order to actually get it get it all put together and create the scene so that yeah. you can put that picture together to give the the victim justice right yeah it's very similar so i think that personality those personality traits you know, served many purposes for me throughout my life, you know, my career for sure. But writing this book as well, you know, once I kind of put my mind to it, it was like, I'm going to do it. And I don't really care if it, you know, how long it takes. I don't really care how many people reject me or how many, (laughs) you know, people say that, uh, you know, it's not worthwhile or you should just self-publish because you're wasting your time. And that doesn't really faze me. Well, and and look at the result. So here we are. So let, let's yeah. let's get into a little bit of the book. So again, you know the the cases that you've already talked to uh, my audience about. With I, I can't remember their names specifically, but you know the two girls that were killed about a year apart in that same park or, or right. the same area. Yeah. Um. What what were their names? Jennifer Bastian and Michelle Welch. That's right. Now. The other cases, how did you select those? And let's think of a couple of them and kind of delve into those. Why would you include those in the book? Yeah, you know, I think when I was picking cases, I was I was thinking about cases that had some unusual element, right? And I, I never want to describe any case that I investigated as average or ordinary or, you know, anything like that. But there were certain cases that really stood out to me for one reason or another, e- either because of uh, what occurred 
or that something unusual that happened, or maybe it was an emerging technique or, you know, some new piece of information that I stumbled across. So those were some of the things that I took into account when, when I was making my list. And honestly, I didn't even have to think that deeply when I made my list. It was just like the names, boom, 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 boom. Like I know, I know those names. I think about those names every day. Those people, I don't forget about my victims. And so it, you know, it wasn't difficult for me to make the list of cases, but if I really had to sit down and think about why those cases, um, you know, that's what you're talking about. Like why, why did I pick those particular cases? I know in my head, you know, but when I really dissect, you know, what the reasons were that those cases, you know, stuck with me or stood out to me, you know, a lot of times it was for those reasons that I just described. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.